Hello, everyone. I am Daniel Desmond, and welcome back to another episode of Des Caught It. I'm here today with Caleb Goldstein. Hello. And today we are going to be finishing our recap of the offseason. Last episode, we recapped the AFC, so now we will be doing the NFC. Compared to the AFC, the NFC was a little bit more dull. However, there were still a ton of moves. So let's first talk about the NFC West, who was won by the Rams last year. The Rams added Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner and lost Odell Beckham, Robert Woods, Von Miller, and Andrew Whitworth retired. Uh, so, Caleb, tell me what you think about the Rams going into this year. Well, obviously, this team is extremely stacked considering last year they just won the Super Bowl and they didn't really <coughs> lose many of their big weapons. Allen Robinson is a great replacement for Robert Woods, who they didn't even have half the season, and OBJ, who was coming in and out of the lineup with injuries. So, I mean, this team, I think, is clearly still the best team in the NFC, and their defense is just so stacked, even with the losing of Von Miller. Bobby Wagner fills that role perfectly, and I just think this this pass rush will be so good with Aaron Donald coming back, and Jalen Ramsey obviously is amazing, so I just think this team will be great. Yeah, uh, 100%. I still think that they have the most talent in the NFC, Still, though, Odell Beckham, Robert Woods, Von Miller, Andrew Whitworth, those are four huge names and with a lot of talent. True. Uh, and like you were saying, Allen Robinson, I love him. Yeah. Uh, Allen Robinson is younger than Odell Beckham Jr., which seems like kind of crazy. Yeah. And you look at OBJ, he was a monster for them. And if I, I think if he didn't tear his ACL in the Super Bowl, he would have won Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Um, he was a monster for them, and Allen Robinson is coming from a pretty similar situation that Odell did, coming from a bad quarterback, a bad offense, into now like the handsome new modern offense that Sean McVay runs. So I think Allen Robinson is going to be an absolute freak for them, and I think that they're going to be a really good team. Yeah, I honestly think that Allen Robinson will be a better wide receiver too than OBJ and Robert Woods both were. I, think I love his talent be. so much. I'm a Penn State fan, and when he was at Penn State, he was my favorite player by far. I really like this guy, and I think he can fill that role really well, especially with Cooper Cup as the wide receiver one and the main attention guy. I just wanted to bring up this one point on Stafford. He has some shoulder tendonitis through like his first couple of weeks of training camp. Mm -hmm. I are you worried like a little bit about Matthew Stafford? Like he's getting up there in age. Um, obviously he had this career year, but he was kind of shaky towards the end of it. Like I remember that game against like the Titans and 49ers mm -hmm. down the stretch. Do you, are you a little bit worrisome about Matthew Stafford this year? Yeah. I mean, I'm always worried about Matthew Stafford. I was worried about him throughout the playoffs all of last year as well. Obviously that game against the Titans was when really people started bashing him, but I think he's a quarterback that can get it done when you need him to. And he hasn't really had all this talent ever and i mean on the lions he had calvin johnson but he didn't really have much else and when the first year where he did get all this talent he won a super bowl so there's not really much you can say against like trusting him i feel like yeah i they this team definitely did they just won the super bowl yeah. so they're gonna be really good this year yeah uh so now moving on to the cardinals who lost to the rams in the wild card um they added marquise hollywood brown uh, they lost Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, Chandler Jones, and DeAndre Hopkins. Has This has kind of gone under the radar, I think. Yeah. He's suspended for the first six weeks for mm -hmm. uh, abusing drugs. Um, so, Caleb, what do you think about the Cardinals this year? 
I mean, I think this offseason was terrible for them. They signed Kyler Murray to such this huge contract, which everyone's been talking about, but they haven't even really began to build around him. They only got Marquise Brown, who I think is like a fringe wide receiver one, maybe. With DeAndre Hopkins out, he can maybe fill that role for a little bit, but not for long. He's not consistent at all, and he always has these little mistakes that he makes to make him not like a top 15 type of guy, and I just don't trust the Cardinals enough to really compete for this division, honestly. The the Cardinals' front offense doesn't even trust Kyler. Yeah. Like, you saw that clause that they put in where he must do, like, four hours of independent study. Yeah. Like, between every week. Because he plays too much video games. Mm-hmm. Like, they, the Cardinals' front offense doesn't believe in Kyler because he plays too much video games. And then somebody looked at this, and I saw it, I saw it on Twitter, where basically Kyler's numbers before and after a new Call of Duty comes out... There's that huge, massive uh, downfall. And that's mm. like, if you look over the last two years, he's gotten hurt and his play has kind of fallen off the charts in the past two years. It's because of a new Call of Duty. Yeah. So I don't think that the Cardinals, it, it seems like a almost like a house fire and it's everything's just going crazy in there. And I think this team could blow up and suck. Yeah. I think the one light that's still there is James Conner, just for fantasy purposes and also. He was amazing last year at the end of the year, so I really like him going forward in this offense because they've really found a way to make him work. But other than that, I think this, I mean, I just don't trust them at all. Yeah. They've done nothing to get better during the offseason. And this team was blown out like 31-3 to in the third quarter by the Rams. So we'll see about them. Yeah. Um, So the Seahawks, um, they obviously traded away uh, Russell Wilson, but they got back... Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, and they also drafted a tackle, Charles Cross, ninth overall. They lost Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, Gerald Everett, and Carlos Dunlap. Um, For me, I think that this team trades for Jimmy G. Or Sam Darnold, maybe, whoever loses the uh, battle in Carolina between Baker and Sam Darnold. Um, But if they don't, Drew Locke sucks. I mean, I think they just signed DK Metcalf. I feel like DK Metcalf's uh, season might get wasted here. Same with Tyler Lockett. Yeah. I don't think that the Seahawks will be pretty good this year with Drew Locke. Yeah, I don't know if they try to make any trades this year, especially for like an older quarterback, just because I don't think this roster has any opportunity to do anything this year. And I think there's full tank. They traded away Russell Wilson. They got rid of Bobby Wagner. All their like good base players from when they were a good team, they've gotten rid of. And it's sort of just a reset time, so I do not think that they're going to go out and get like a bad veteran quarterback who's not really going to do anything for them except make them like 7 and 9 instead of 3 and 14 or whatever. Do you think do you think that they fire Pete Carroll? I mean, at this point I really don't I don't know because it it hasn't really been his fault the past couple years. It's just been a talent gap between them and everyone else in their division and also they've struggled with injuries a lot. So this team's pr- gotten pretty unlucky in the past, and I think they give him a chance with a young team maybe in a couple years or one or two years, and if then he can't really do anything, then, I mean, yeah, then it's time to part ways probably. I, I think that if they finish the year with four or five wins, which they very easily could with Drew Locke, I think that he's gone. I, mean, I, I, I think there's been Russell Wilson started to turn on him because – Pete Carroll is so conservative with running the ball and not letting the quarterbacks just pass. And I feel like 
people have started to kind of doubt him and criticize him. Like you look at Sean McVay, that revamped offense, that's what every team in the league is trying to achieve. Pete Carroll is the exact opposite of that. So I yeah. think that the front office, some of the players are kind of pushing Pete Carroll out in a little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if they fired him there. True, but also I feel like it's not like this team is an eight-win roster. Like, it's still a four-win roster, a five-win roster. It's not, like, completely the coach's fault. And especially with Drew Locke, it's hard to really air the ball out. So it's not like he can really change the whole entire game plan to go around a passing team if you have Drew Locke or, like you said, Jimmy G or Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um. So now moving on to the last team in the NFC West here, the 49ers. Um, they didn't really sign or trade anybody major, but the biggest news for them is that Trey Lance is officially the starter. So, Caleb, tell me what you think about Trey Lance here. I like Trey Lance to a point where I think that he is the one who can make the 49ers an elite team instead of a yeah. good team, a team that made the Super Bowl t- like two or three years ago, maybe two years ago, and continue to make the playoffs and be like a little sleeper team. I think he can make them better than that. But Jimmy G is just that guy that they can go to all the time where I think if they start him, they're 100% in the playoffs and 100% out of running for something. And this defense will always keep them decent. Jimmy or- G is atrocious. He sucks. And in the playoffs, it showed because he threw a costly pick in the fourth quarter, which choked the game against the Rams. And then the the, ga- the game in Green Bay, he was dealing with a finger injury. He could not throw the ball there. Yeah, Jimmy G... He's good for one pick a game. Like, he is awful, and Trey Lance is the perfect quarterback for Kyle Shanahan. This is what's been going on for, like, the past year when they drafted him. And I fully believe in Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan into an MVP when he was in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And then this is, like, a great stat here. The quarterbacks with the most passing yards for their first uh, 16 games, it's Patrick Mahomes, Nick Mullins, Andrew Luck, Big Ben. Shanahan is able to make quarterbacks into great volume guys yeah. and are able to win games. So I think Trey Lance, he is an incredible runner. He's he's a, easily a top-five rushing QB, and I think that Kyle Shanahan's offense is going to help him grow as this passer because he was a really raw product out of North Dakota. And like you said, now this team's ceiling is winning the Super Bowl yeah. now with them. And if Debo and Trey Lance can click, then, I mean, you have one of the most unstoppable players solo by himself in Debo Samuel. And then you also have an explosive quarterback in Trey Lance. It's going to be very hard to stop if Shanahan, Samuel, and Trey Lance can get everything together. Mm -hmm. And then I also, on the defensive side, I think Nick Bosa could sneakily win defensive player of the year. I mean, yeah, he always has. I mean, he he's had, had the like for a he while. had like 15 sacks last year and that's coming off a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. So I think year 2 off of that, I think he could sneakily win defensive player of the year. Yeah. I think I like he's really good. Yeah, this 49ers defense is stacked. Yeah. Um okay, so Caleb, what are your possible playoff teams from this division? I think 49ers make the wild card pretty easily, either the 5 or 6 seed. I don't see them sliding down to the 7 and then I see the Rams winning the division pretty pretty easily and i think the cardinals they have a chance to make the playoffs if they can like stick it in and maybe win three of the games that d hop isn't there but i don't see them making the playoffs yeah i i'm with you on the cardinals there do you and also i don't think the seahawks make it but do you think there's any shot that the 49ers are able to pass the rams I think that it's all about head-to-head now, and, I mean, 
I think both of these teams can easily win at least 11, 10 games. But it's just about if they can play well against each other. And the 49ers did play the Rams well, very, very well last year. And Shanahan knows how to get rid of that those Rams, like, defensive good players and sort of limit Cooper Cup as much as he possibly can. So I think the 49ers can maybe take the division, but I just don't see it really happening. I think they definitely could. I mean, these team these teams are only separated by two games, and now with Trey Lance, I think Lance is going to be incredible. I think Lance could easily get them three, four wins there. I think that the 49ers might be able to. I think I think there's a chance, but I think that the Rams will will get ahead of them. So now the NFC South. Um, this division is also pretty weird. Um, and it, for some reason, it feels like kind of bland. Like there hasn't yeah. been like any major changes oh, yeah. to it. No new players really. Um, but last year the Packers won it. Um, so their off season, they added Sammy Watkins and drafted Christian Watson, and then they lost Devonte Adams, Marquez Valdez Gantling, and Zadarius Smith. Yeah. So Caleb, what do you think about them? This defense, I mean, this division has always been weird for so long because the Packers have always just been Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams. And then other people, there's these weird other people that sense to step up. And this year, without Devontae Adams, I think it's just going to be all on Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, who Aaron Rodgers is like 38 years old. He's aging. He's getting worse. He's choked in the playoffs the last couple of years. And they're really close to just the end of this run that they made on the division and just domination of this division. And I think it will end this year. Yeah. Um. The Packers are scraping the bottom of the barrel in yeah. terms of offensive talent here. Yeah. Um, like Christian Watson, who's their rookie, is on the PUP list right now, and Rodgers hates rookie wide receivers. So the fact that he's not even practicing him this early on, like Devontae Adams, like he, the Packers fans wanted him cut through his first two years. Yeah. He was constantly dropping balls, wasn't on the same page as Rodgers. So Alan Lazard is the main offensive weapon for. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um. And then defensively, they have like one great guy at every position, but then his counterpart sucks. Yeah. Like they uh, at the defensive front, they lost Zadaria Smith, so they have like Rashawn Gary, and then huge step down. They have Jair Alexander, huge step down to Eric Stokes. They have mm. Adrian Amos, huge step down. Like, there's no. It's not like a really all well together put yeah, defense. It's not a well built team at all because they're just they were built for a while and then they're just getting rid of players and yeah. signing and but still signing the bare pieces of their team mm-hmm. like Aaron Rodgers. They re-signed Aaron Jones who was supposed to leave I think last yeah. year or two years ago and they're still re-signing these players and still going for it. But I think this is where they just fall off. Like yeah. they're doing this and they're spending money on Rodgers and they're spending money to try and still be in the running. But this year, I just don't trust them to... Honestly, I don't know if they're a playoff team. Yeah, they're the, that offensive talent just scares me so yeah. much. And I don't think that their defense is good enough to be like a defensive team. So we'll definitely see about them. And also their offensive line and running back duo is not good enough to be an only running team. Yeah. Like they're not a Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry type of thing. Yeah. So moving on to the Vikings here, they stole Zadaria Smith from the Packers, and they hired Kevin O'Connell, who's the Rams' offensive coordinator last year, for their head coach. They lost Anthony Barr and Sheldon Richardson. Um, this offense is just going to be a complete replica of the Rams' offense. Justin Jefferson has already said they're going to finally be a passing team. And I really, 
really like how much upside there is to this Vikings offense. Like, if Kirk Cousins can be solid, I really like Justin Jefferson in this Cooper Cup role with Adam Thielen filling out that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a lot of, lot of talent on the offensive front with Dalvin Cook and stuff. So t- tell me what you think about them. So this team has always been super weird because every single year it's like, okay, this Vikings team has a sneaky good amount of talent, but nobody thinks they're going to be good. Why? And I'm sure maybe you've seen the stat going around. It's if they didn't play the last two minutes of each quarter, they would be 15-2 and two instead of 8-9. and nine. Yeah. So it was really all in the end of games for this. Every single Vikings player, all the Vikings fans, they all hated Mike Zimmer. They knew he was awful. He could not put Cousins in a place to really succeed. And this new coaching opportunity is perfect. You have a coach who just won the Super Bowl with a Super Bowl winning offense who's a fully offensive mind. And you're putting him into a team that has incredible talent, probably more talent than the Super Bowl winning team had. And, I mean, I just don't see many downsides for this team. Yeah, I I do see a few. Um, their defense is all right. Like, they have playmakers in Harrison Smith and Zadarius Smith. Yeah. Um, but their O-line is abysmal. Like, that was, like, a huge part for the Rams is yeah. being able to set up play action, effectively run the ball. Um, the, the Vikings O-line is abysmal. True. They remind me a lot of the Bengals team from last year just because yeah, they have kind of. no offensive line and the defense is weird. But they have so much offensive talent that I think it can just... It can mask the, the not having an mm-hmm. offensive line. I think they have enough around them and a well-minded coach that the lack of offensive line talent can be just hidden because they have so much mm-hmm. like so much else yeah um so now moving on to the lions uh they added dj Turk and then drafted aiden hutchinson second overall and jamison williams 12th overall um and they lost frankly nobody yeah so um i love dan campbell like i've seen a couple of clips doing like speeches yeah. on hard knocks i think he's an incredible coach i think the lions are going in the right way um, I really like their young talent. Aiden Hutchinson, I think, is going to be an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. And then Jamison Williams, once he's get healthy, is the best wide receiver in the draft class. Um, but they have Jared Goff. So this yeah. team's not going to be good until they get rid of him. True, but they have been drafting perfectly. I love the Jamison Williams pick because you're not trying to make him good right now. Who cares if he's good right now? Who cares if it takes him a whole entire season to develop? You just want a guy that you know is young and can be good in a couple years to pair with a Ron State Brown, to pair with your tight end. And I just I, I like this team going forward. I think they're obviously going in the right direction. And with DeAndre Swift also, this team has a good amount of offensive talent. It's just a couple more years until they really right, yeah. produce. I think they want to tank for somebody like CJ yeah. Stroud, Caleb Williams, Bryce Young. The mm-hmm. next year's uh quarterback class is miles better yeah. than this year so i think that they definitely want to tank um just to get a good quarterback next year but i feel like they have some pieces to win a couple of games here yeah i think they definitely can and especially since their division is struggling i think they can take one out of green bay there's a chance they take one out of minnesota and i think they have an opportunity to win two yeah against the bears uh, chicago so i mean this team can be five wins six wins six wins mm-hmm. so now the bears um We'll be quick with this one. Yeah. They, the best guy that they signed was Byron Pringle, mm-hmm. which is very funny. Yeah. Um, they lost Allen Robinson, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Jason Peters, and Tariq Cohen. Um, 
this team really sucks, but do you yeah. think that Justin Fields could, like, show anything here? No, I mean, I think that Justin Fields is good, and I, like, I like him, and I want him to have an opportunity, but this is, like, the complete opposite of an opportunity. Like, this is just yeah. setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Like, they will fail this year, yeah. and they'll Offense, be awful. The, I, don't, I, I just terrible. don't... He's not, like, good enough to do anything. Yeah, I, I don't understand what the front office was doing here. Like, you yeah. have this young quarterback who's pretty raw, but he has a lot of tools, mm. and then you go out and you hire a defensive coach yeah. in Matt Eberfluss, who is the Colts defensive, mm-hmm. uh, defensive coordinator. I... Yeah, I I think I'm kind of wary of Justin Fields. Like, a lot of this is, like, confidence and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit worried that this team, you go down the rabbit hole, they won't be good for, like, another two to three years at least. Yeah, That's, like, his entire rookie contract. And if he doesn't have those pieces, I'm not sure if he can do so well. So um, we'll see about Justin Fields. I'm wary about him. Dave Montgomery will definitely be a good option, though. Yeah. Like always. He might be able to. Um, So... Tell me your possible playoff teams for from this division. I think the Vikings win the division, and I can see the Packers making the wild card, but I don't know if I even have them there. I, I picked the Packers to win the division just because this team has has like three 13 win seasons in a yeah. row. They have the two time MVP. Um, I just think that. Rodgers kind of owns this division as well. He's like won it every single year that he's been healthy. But I do have the Vikings in my wild card as well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <coughs> I wouldn't say that. Rod. I. I obviously Rodgers owns the division. I guess, but I think it's mostly just been the Packers owning the division. And I feel like now that Rodgers doesn't have all his guys, it's gonna be harder for him to step up and win these games, yeah. especially since he's getting older. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so now moving on to the NFC North, um, this is pretty similar, uh, sorry, moving on to the NFC South, uh, this is very similar to the NFC North where there's like two kind of strong contenders and then the rest sucks. Um, so for the Bucks, their off season, they added Julio Jones, Akeem Hicks, Shaq Mason, and then Tom Brady, who's this guy who retired. He's a quarterback. Um, in case you didn't know. And then they lost Ronald Jones, Gronk, OJ Howard, Jason Pierre Paul, Nadamakin Sue, Ali Marpet, and Bruce Arians, their head coach, stepped down. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Bronx? The well, I mean, Bruce Arians obviously was not getting it done for them. Like you could see him <coughs> falling off at the end of the year. And also, they did lose a good amount of defensive linemen, but I still like this team. Their defense will still be good with their linebackers staying, and they got a washed up Julio. But he's still a very, very above-average wide receiver three. He has the experience. He's been there before. And I still think they win the division. And Tom Brady, yeah, you can say he's going to fall off. But I I don't even I, – I obviously can see him falling off, but I don't think it's going to be enough where it's like, okay, now he's just not good anymore. I don't even question Tom Brady yeah. at this point. Like he had – he was like top five in passing yards and passing touchdowns at 45 years old. I don't even question it now going into the season. I just expect him to be the same. But the thing is, for me, like the big red flag, they lost their all-pro center in Ryan Jensen during True. training camp. Godwin is coming off a torn ACL. Mike Evans has been banged up with hamstring injuries during all of training camp and ended last year with one. Brady is actually leaving the team for personal reasons until August 20th after already missing some of the season because he was retired. Julio is constantly injured. And I think that this team has an injury bug. They're old. 
and I don't think that this team will be the same where yeah. they're mate they're uh in like the NFC divisional and I think that the Saints have a shot to win this division. It's starting to remind me of just the Lakers in basketball where it's just a bunch of old guys who are constantly hurt and yeah. it's just the one old guy who's just never hurt and he's there. Mm-hmm. It's Brady and LeBron and <clears throat> I can I can see these guys getting injured but I think Brady in football, with a quarterback, you can carry enough to the point where I can see them winning the division and not falling off as much as other people are predicting them to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think that they're worse though. I I, I don't think they're as I think scary they're worse as well. I I don't think they're as scary like um as they were last year. Yeah. Um, and there is obviously a discussion to be had with Brady falling off, getting old. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I would be t- keeping an eye on that team. I think the Lakers could be a good comparison. Yeah. Um, I still think they make the playoffs, unlike the Lakers. But yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> moving on to the Saints, they added Jarvis Landry, Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, Michael Thomas is coming back from injury along with Jameis Winston, and they drafted Chris Olave with the 11th pick. They lost Tron Armstead, Marcus Williams, Quan Alexander, and Sean Payton, who's yeah. their head coach. Uh, so, Caleb, what do you think about the Saints here? I mean, there's hard to find many holes in this team. I see a complete team, a very good defense, decent O-line, <coughs> a healthy Michael Thomas who he can jump to a top-five receiver at any time. Good wide receiver, too, and then Jarvis at the three. And last time Jameis Winston played a full season, he threw for the most touchdowns in the league. Obviously, there's still that turnover factor with him, but I think that the defense is enough and that he gets enough stops that it can be like not that bad because mm-hmm. the Bucks defense when he was on was obviously awful. He had those weapons so he could throw a lot of touchdowns, but the interceptions just was bad for them. But the Saints defense, I think, can step up enough to make them good. I think the Saints defense is borderline like top three here. Yeah. Tyron Matthew and Marcus May are is probably the best uh, pair of safeties. And then they have Marshawn Lattimore, Demario Davis, Cameron Jordan had 15 sacks last yeah. year. I think that this is an incredible defense. And I think that Jameis is just a volume god. Mm-hmm. Like he just puts up yards, puts up touchdowns. And this team was five and three and in first place after destroying the Bucks in Tampa before Jameis uh got hurt. And then he got yeah. hurt and then it all went downhill, Taysom Hill, that whole rodeo. Um However, he's coming off his ACL tear, so he might decrease a little bit in production, but his wide receivers are 100 times better. I love Olave. I love Michael Thomas, and Jarvis is an above-average wide receiver three. I think that they win this division over the Bucs here. I think if Jameis stays healthy, they can definitely win this division because they've owned the Bucs for a while. They own the Bucs right now, yeah. Um, so now the Panthers and the Falcons, we'll keep these two quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Panthers, they traded for Baker Mayfield and they drafted Iki Ikiwanu six overall. They lost to Son Reddick, Stephon Gilmore and AJ Bowie. Um, I think that if McCaffrey plays a good chunk of the year and Baker can be somewhat decent, the offense could be productive. Yeah. Their defense sucks. True. But I do think the offense has some upside to be productive. Yeah, I mean, they're getting their rookie cornerback. They, I mean, DJ Moore is still there, and I think this team will just be, like, like four, five wins. Yeah. I I think if, it's really, if Christian McCaffrey plays, I think yeah. that they could win, like, six, seven games, mm-hmm. but that's a big if for sure. McCaffrey. Yeah. Um. So now the Falcons, 
Um, they added Marcus Mariota and drafted Drake Unlin, eighth overall. And then when I was looking at this, this was so shocking to me. They signed 16 players to one-year deals. Mm. 16 to one-year deals. That's ridiculous. Um, they lost Calvin Ridley uh, for a suspension, Matt Ryan, Russell Gage, and Foye Aluakon. Um, they're a bottom three team in the league in my eyes. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Marcus Mariota can do if he can maybe get that starting job because I liked him on Tennessee. <clears throat> but I think that, I mean, yeah, this team is just bad. Yeah, there is like a little bit with Kyle Pitts and Drake True. London. Yeah, Like those are two very, very good offensive weapons there. And Cordell Patterson. Yeah, Patterson. so I think that Arthur Smith, who is a good uh, offensive mind, could maybe make this offense into like a little bit of a scoring machine and productive in terms of like fantasy value. Yeah. But the on defense, they have A.J. Terrell, and that's yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. that's really all they have. True. So, again, just like the Panthers, could be a little bit of offensive produc- production, yeah. but other than that, they'll suck. Uh, so what do you think are the teams that make it out of the playoffs here? I think the Bucks barely win the division and that the Saints make the wild card, and I don't see the other two teams having a shot. Yeah. I have the Saints um, winning the division, and I wouldn't – I think if – the Bucks could go down this road where a lot of their players get injured, and that's like obviously like looking at injuries and thinking they'll happen. So yeah. if the Bucks stay healthy, I think they win it. But there is a little bit of an injury bug down there in Tampa. Yeah. Um. So now the final division here are NFC East. Mm-hmm. Um. Last year the Cowboys won it. Uh. So we'll look at their offseason first. They added James James Washington, Anthony Barr, Dante Fowler, and drafted Tyler Smith 24th overall. They lost Amari Cooper, Lyle Collins, Randy Gregory, Cedric Wilson, Connor Williams, Greg Zerline. Um, I'll go first just because they're my Cowboys. Um, so the only player that I will truly miss is Amari Cooper. Um, I loved him. I thought he was a great, great wide receiver. Um, and... All the other guys I really don't care that much about, except for maybe Cedric Wilson. Um, Randy Gregory was one of the reasons why we lost the playoff game against the 49ers. He was choking a 49ers um, offensive lineman on like the other side of the field. Um, and then I really like the signings of Anthony Barr and James Washington. Anthony Barr is able to kind of be the linebacker with uh Vander Esch so that Micah Parsons can be a true pass rusher. I think Micah Parsons does 80% of his snaps as a pass rusher. And I think Micah and D-Law are probably a top five pass rushing duo. But my only thing here with the Cowboys is Mike McCarthy blows. He does nothing. Mm -hmm. He doesn't call offensive plays. He doesn't call the defense. His team just leads the NFL in flags and the special teams. He doesn't even run. Like Mike McCarthy... I don't know how he has a job. If Mike McCarthy decided to not show up to a game for the Cowboys, nobody would realize there wouldn't be a drop-off in play. There wouldn't be anything. So I I give it to you to now talk about everything and flame the Cowboys. So, okay. We all know that Micah Parsons is good. He's that guy. Micah Parsons is good. But the plan for all Cowboys fans, including you, is to get Von Miller. We know all Cowboys fans were out there to get Von Miller. There were reports that he wanted to go to Dallas. They got rid of Randy Gregory. They wanted to get Von Miller, but they didn't get Von Miller. Von Miller went to the Bills. He didn't pay Von Miller. Got rid of Amari Cooper. And, I mean, this just means more double teams for Micah. They lost their receiver one, obviously. You didn't get much in return for that. 
And I just do not trust Dak Prescott without his guy and Amari Cooper in any way, shape, or form. I don't trust Mike McCarthy to get this team to a Super Bowl contending team. And I think they've got just a lot worse over the offseason and teams around them have gotten better. Yeah, I I still love Dak. Like, I don't know how you cannot trust Dak there. Mm-hmm. And I think that C.D. Lamb, now that Amari Cooper's gone, I think C.D. Lamb takes a huge leap this year. I think C.D. is the real deal, and it's going to show. And Dalton Schultz, I really love as well. I think Dalton Schultz can make a jump again into, like, this elite level of tight ends, maybe, like, a tier below, like, obviously, the Kelsey's kills and stuff like that. Um and then also there's a lot of buzz from training camp about Jalen Tolbert. James Washington he got hurt. He broke his foot. He'll be out for like a couple of weeks. Um but Jalen Tolbert I actually really like. He's this rookie wide receiver from South Alabama. I think that he could be a definitely a strong opposite to uh CD Lamb. But I see this offense going through Zeke, Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz and C.D. Lamb, and that's enough offensive firepower there. That's that's what I see. See, it's funny how you didn't just m- mention Michael Gallup, who just got paid like he was like the well because like, he's coming the, off an ACL. The, yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, expect him. He just to, got like, paid like he was amazing. That's not true at all. He, I mean, he, he got, got paid thirteen million dollars a year, which is significantly lower than the wide receiver market. The whole problem with the Cowboys' flaw in trading Amari Cooper is because they completely underestimated the wide receiver market. They thought Amari Cooper was making so, so much more money. Mm -hmm. And then Tyree killed Devontae Adams. They signed $30 million contracts. And then the Amari Cooper contract looks good. So signing Michael Gallup to that, they did that early before everybody got the money. So I think that the Michael Gallup was a very good signing. And then also, the game I remember perfectly is, you were actually at the game. It was the Raiders-Cowboys game last year. And Amari Cooper was not playing. And I had CeeDee Lamb in fantasy. And he wasn't I playing it. either. He wasn't? No. Oh, okay. It was a different game then. And Amari Cooper wasn't playing. And I had CeeDee Lamb in fantasy. And he that was, that was against the Chiefs. He got a concussion in the second quarter and then missed the Raiders game the next week. Okay, but, okay, well. Okay, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I don't think CeeDee Lamb can be a volume enough wide receiver one. I don't think he's a top— I strongly I don't think, disagree with I don't think there. he's a top 10 oh receiver. You think he's top 10? I think he finishes top 10. I don't think that he's I a top he 10 receiver does. in the league talent-wise. I see, I see 100, 100 catches, 1.3K yards, and I think Dalton Schultz leads the team in touchdowns. And I also That's think what I see. that if you don't have um, the amount of talent that Amari Cooper did have, then you cannot have a top 10 receiver with Dak. Just because he's not good enough, simply in my book, and I, what? and also I think that um, I just don't see this team winning the division just because the Eagles got so much better. See, okay, we'll move on to the Eagles here, but my last point for the Cowboys is I don't know who's going to be kicking for them. Also, like true. Greg Zerline, he went off to the Jets. Now they yeah. have this guy Lareem Harana or something like that, and then he's competing with this other guy. They signed Brett Maher. Um, Greg Zerline costed us. Three games, like yeah. against the Bucks I mean, in Week One, he cost us a game there. So um, there were, really wasn't any kickers on the market, so I can't really blame them. But yeah. like, still, it, it's worrisome as a Cowboys fan. Special teams was awful for the Cowboys last year. The blown kicks that Greg Zerline were like contributing in were like pathetic last year. Yeah, so this Greg is obviously Zerline always a problem. Uh, but then he was also really good. He could hit True. a fifty-four yarder against the Chargers to win yeah. the game. So we'll see. Um, so now I'll let you have your Eagles rant. Uh, they added A.J. Brown, Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, and drafted Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. 
they lost Brandon Brooks and Brendan Brooks and Jordan Howard. So go on about your offseason. So obviously the Eagles had an incredible offseason. There's no denying the Eagles had an incredible offseason, filled many holes in the defense. Jordan Davis looks insane. Everyone's seen that clip of him like literally like carrying the defensive lineman back. He looks huge. He looks great. N'Kobe Dean has looked good coming off an injury, and he was small in college, so that's why he fell so far down for him, and that was a great steal in the draft. It's all on Hurts. It's all on Hurts. And I trust him. Just The only reason I trust him is because of how stacked everything else is around him now. You have the best offensive line in the league. You have a top-five tight end in Dallas Goddard, a top-ten receiver in A.J. Brown, and then a receiver who was forced to be the number-one receiver on your team where you didn't have many other weapons last year that was a rookie and couldn't really develop that will develop so well under A.J. Brown this year that I think the Eagles will be a very good team. And also, just a note, that they are favored right now in 14 of their 17 games. So the schedule is so easy, and I think that the Eagles can easily win 11 at 12 games at the least. And the games that they're not favored in is against is at the Cardinals, at home against the Packers, and at home against the Cowboys, and away against the Colts. Those are the four hardest games for the Eagles this year. And I think every single one of those games are beyond winnable. And honestly, we should be favored in at least two of them. So I think that the Eagles will have a very good year. Yep. Um, there's no doubt they had a great offseason. Um, and the big thing is that this team will win in the trenches. Like like you said, they have an incredible offensive line. And like the Eagles did when they when they made their Super Bowl run, they had like seven great defensive line pieces. Yeah. And the biggest downside to Jordan Davis was that he would get fatigued and tired constantly during games and long drives. Georgia would just leave them out there because they didn't have the depth and he would be constantly tired and not as effective. But now this is a team that has three really good defensive tackles with Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave and him. Yeah. So this team could definitely win in the trenches. And then like you said, with Jalen Hurts, um, Jalen Hurts was the worst passer when he was throwing over the middle last year. Um, AJ Brown will likely help that, and they have a very easy schedule, so they'll win games. But I don't think Jalen Hurts can win the Eagles a Super Bowl. That's just the I see them as a playoff team. I see them possibly winning the division, but they won't win the Super Bowl. I think they win maybe one playoff game. So. I see Jalen Hurts being able to win some team Super Bowls just like I see Jimmy Garoppolo being able to win some team Super Bowls. Like, you're, it's hard to say that a quarterback can't win a Super Bowl if around them is so stacked. Like, obviously, going into it, you would say Nick Foles wouldn't win the Super Bowl for the Eagles. And this team is very comparable to the Eagles' Super Bowl run team where you don't have a complete wide receiver one. Where I mean, AJ Complete Brown. Wide receiver one, you're paying a guy twenty yeah, million dollars. Paying, he's not your wide receiver. Yeah, AJ one. Brown, but he's very comparable to Alshon Jeffrey. They're very similar receivers. What do you? That's that's a down on AJ Brown to call him Alshon Jeffrey. But they're just very similar receivers. They're big guys who can like go in the fade routes and run slants effectively. And also, Devontae Smith is a great two guy. And we have many running backs in the backfield in Miles Sanders and um oh my god Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. And this offense is going to be great and the defense is going to be even better and i mean it's hard to see there's not many flaws in this team except for jalen hurts and, and your Nick, secondary our secondary what are you talking about darius slay is a top three 
top three cornerback in the league, and James Bradbury is James also— James Bradbury is not good. James Bradbury is not good. He, he gave up, he gave was, up like, 800 yards through, like, 10 games, which was, like, he a was record-breaking a top, He was pace. an arguably top-five corner in the past three years, every single year The year, the year before there. this, he was good. Yeah. And then he sucked this year. One year, okay, but it's not your talent well, that, goes away. Because, like, the COVID year can be, like, very unreliable for telling if people are good or not. And then his first real year with a real training camp with this new team, he sucked. That's just basically how it was. Yeah, but, I mean, you also, can't Also, your take safeties, away. safeties aren't great. And, again, like, True. linebackers, N'Kobe Dean, like, a rookie, a rookie linebacker that's undersized like that, I still think that your linebackers are an issue. I mean, Hassan Reddick, we just signed, who's also a linebacker. And he, he, he probably will Panthers last year. be playing defensive end. That's what he is. He's an outside linebacker. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also, we have Nicobe Dean and a couple more guys from last year who stay. And I, I, this offense, you can't tell me there's a hole in the offense. Quarterback. Yeah, that's it. The most but important Jaylen, position in yeah. all of sports, you guys are bottom 10 at. Bottom ten, easily. Jalen Hurts is easily a top fifteen quarterback. Easily, <laughs> that is that is the dumbest. I, if, thing. if you put Jimmy Garoppolo in this team, ridiculous. if you put Jimmy you Garoppolo, trust Jimmy G over Jalen Hurts 100%. in this situation, that's hundred percent. You were just talking about how terrible Jimmy Garoppolo is. Yeah, and I think Jalen Hurts, Hurts is, is worse, worse than that. That's just Jimmy not Garoppolo true. wouldn't throw three interceptions against the Giants when they're trying to close out a playoff run. That, won, that's just the way I see. The game was won. The so? game, what do you, you throw what do you mean, three so? in a, No, you lost. 13 yeah, they to 10. lost because Jalen Rager dropped two touchdowns in the end zone. He led the game when he dropped. So he was a Jalen Hurts was a second half quarterback the whole entire year. He was an incredible running game. And with the top one offensive line, he will be able to be a decent enough pocket passer to be a top like 10 team. What what is the identity of the Eagles offense here? Just tell me that. It's run first, pass second, but you still have amazing guys in this passing Do you game. think Jalen Hurts is able to be a good passer? He can be a, a, a decent passer, which is all we need him to be. I don't think that he can be. Yes, of and that's course the he thing. can be. That's the thing. I don't think that he can be. Of course he can be. He easily can be a decent passer. He was in college, and he showed signs of it in the NFL. It's not like he's always been an awful passer. That's just like not sucked, something. He sucked over the middle, and he sucked at, as a deep ball passer. He did and not I, suck as I, a deep ball. And passer. I also think that Devontae Smith is not that good. That is just wrong. He's, I don't think just, he's good. That's just dumb. He, he's his not, production, not good. His production only came because he was the only guy on offense. Yeah, and his them. production will be even better when he's I don't not think, the only guy on offense what? for them. How if would you, that make any sense? What do you sense? mean, how would that not make any sense? All if you're a rookie targets. receiver who's never played in the NFL and you have the number one corner on you every single game, obviously that's you're not, not going to have it. A number one mean? corner doesn't line up against... That's like exactly that bad what of people. In the that's not true at all. That bad of also, people. Also, 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 also. Just wait, just wait. Devontae Smith, right? He is not an elite wide receiver. You see Jalen, you see Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf because DK Metcalf is elite and he can destroy a game. He can win a team a game. Devontae Smith can't do that. So corners yes, will not be shattered. Can. No, we can't. Corners, corners were shadowing were not, him last no, year. No, they're not. Yes, they were. If you if and your also, second receiver is AJ Brown, how many targets do you think he sees? Eight. No, the whole year. Whole year. How oh, many the targets? whole year? Probably like 300. What? Wait, no. Probably like 200. AJ Brown will see 200 targets? Yeah. Wait, no. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, like 120. Yeah. Yeah. So if he sees 120 targets, those are 120 new targets going to a wide receiver. Yeah. How would that not hurt Devontae Smith's value? 
but it's 120 new targets going to a wide receiver, and the other teams know there's 120 new targets going to the wide receiver, so you lay less on the guy who is going to get the most targets of the year. How many passes do, I mean, yeah, how many passes do quarterbacks throw per year? Not like, per year. In average, they throw like 35. 35 passes a game? 35 yeah, passes you're getting at least 8 to A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith will get 6 or 7, and then Dallas Goddard's getting pretty much the rest except for everyone else. That's well, plenty. See, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Devontae Smith has not proven to me that he can be a top-level wide receiver, so I do think I do think that the Eagles are lacking on weapons besides from A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. But he proved to you in college when he had 1,600 yards and 12 so, touchdowns and won the Heisman. Thing. But here's the thing. When he was with Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle outplayed him. I exactly. see that as a similar perfect. thing. So I don't... What do you mean? Perfect. perfect. AJ Brown can outplay him and he'll be the perfect wide but he's receiver not gonna, too. But he's like not he going to be Alabama. good. He's, because when Jalen Waddle was there, his stats were way down. That's okay. the thing. Because, need, because he, all he of his targets then just went stats. to him. But he doesn't need... I'm not saying that he's going to be an elite stat producer. You don't have to be an elite stat producer to be an elite receiver. If you have the talent and you're reliable and you can get the yards when he's you need reliable. them, of he course dropped, he's reliable. He dropped the touchdown against the Bucks. He caught a one-handed two-point conversion pass against the Bucks. He also dropped a wide-open touchdown in he the playoff game. He did drop a wide-open yes, touchdown in the playoff yes, game. Yes, he did. No, he did not. Yes, he did. 100% no, he did on a double move. And also, Burned his guy. Awful throw by Jalen Hurts because he sucks as a deep ball passer. And, and Devontae Smith dropped it. If anyone's Boom. forgetting, the Eagles made the playoffs last year as one of the worst passing offenses in the whole entire league with Jalen Hurts in and out and every single other player in and out of the lineup every single game. And it was surprising if we got a full roster every game and still made the playoffs. And now we got A.J. Brown, James Bradbury, Hassan Reddick, and had an amazing draft. The Eagles will win this division with at least 12 wins. And what Vegas is giving them with like a 10 and a half, I think it's over under 10 and a half wins, or maybe it's nine and a half even, is ridiculous because they're winning at least 11 games or 12. Um. So moving on to the Giants here, again, like the Giants and Commanders, like, like every division in that NFC, there's yeah. like two great teams and two bad teams. Um, they hired a whole new coaching staff in front office with Brian Dable being the uh, Bills offensive coordinator last year. And then they drafted Evan Neal and Kavon Thibodeau. Those were really their only major signings and additions. Uh, they lost James Bradbury, Jabril Peppers, Evan Ingram, and Nate Soldier. So quickly, what do you think about this team? I mean, I think that Saquon Barkley can have a big year just because I love him so much and I really want him to have a big year. That's really the only thing I'm rooting for or even see on the Giants for the whole year. Um, Yeah. For me, Dable is supposed to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen, which is what... <laughs> so basically, like, he was there when Josh Allen became, like, this great quarterback. Uh, so that's what they want Daniel Jones to do. Mm -hmm. Um. However, Josh Allen was really made by Stephon Diggs. Like, the year he went yeah. there, because Josh Allen struggled deep ball, and then all of a sudden he was great with Diggs. Um, except Daniel Jones' receivers caught a total of zero touchdowns last year. Like, mm -hmm. their one to three receivers have zero touchdown catches in the last, like, 560 days. Um, I think that they are still far off from contending. Yeah, they're very far I mean, they were a f they they could have made the wild card last year. There were hopes for Giants fans that they would make the wild card, and that they were turning stuff around. And I still don't trust Daniel Jones. He turns the ball over way too much. Yeah. And I only like Saquon. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Washington, they added Carson Wentz and drafted Jahan Dotson, who's a wide receiver from Penn State. Yeah. Um, and then they lost Brandon Sheriff, who was an All Pro guard for them. 
Uh, what do you think about them? Well, Jahan Dotson is good. Like I, I've watched. Okay, well, there's it's one thing to just say a guy from Penn State is good just because he's from Penn State, but I've watched him for years when he's been in college, and he has talent. He's smaller than most receivers, but I think he can be a decent second receiver paired with Terry McLaurin and Wentz. He throws a decent deep ball. He's always thrown a decent deep ball. We've seen in the past, especially when he was on the Eagles way back when, that he could throw a deep ball. He cannot do much else, realistically, mm-hmm. especially now, because he has like terrible knees and is just awful now. But I think Terry McLaurin can maybe finally get the stats that he deserves and that he has the talent to do. But other than that, I don't think they're good enough to compete for the playoffs. Um. Yeah, I still think they're a couple of years out. I do think mm-hmm. that their defense could be, be could be getting better with Chase Young returning, um, but their secondary is very weak. So there's yeah. a couple of holes in this team here. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to be doing our playoff predictions for the NFC here. Um, our four division winners and then three wildcard teams, as well as the team we think will make the Super Bowl from the NFC. Um, so for me, in the East, I have the Cowboys winning. In the North, uh, the Packers. In the South, the Saints. The West, the Rams. And then my wild card teams are Eagles, Vikings, and Niners. And then my NFC champ, I think that the Rams go back to the Super Bowl, which yeah. is kind of the boring pick, but I think they still have so much talent. So I think that, yeah, I have the Eagles winning the East. I think they'll be like the two seed or the three seed. <coughs> Rams winning the West, Bucks winning the South, Vikings winning the North. And then with the wild cards, I honestly, like, the NFC is always so weird because, like, last year also, it's like the division winners are always pretty good. But then when it comes to the wild card, that seventh spot, especially since the seven-team playoffs has been, like, introduced, has always been weak. Yeah. So I think that the Saints and 49ers— I don't know. I th- I I guess I think that the Saints, Cowboys, and 49ers will make the playoffs. Okay. I I I trust the 49ers enough and the coaching staff and the superstars that they have to make the playoffs. I think the Saints are a built team and <coughs> I guess the Cowboys like like guess that their young defensive talent, Micah mm-hmm. Parsons, will be enough to lead them to the playoffs over the Packers who I guess I don't have making the playoffs, which yeah. I feel like is wrong, but at the same time, I don't. Yeah, I don't have the Bucks making the playoffs. I think that, hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of a bold take there. Um, but thank you guys for listening to Des Caught It. Thank you, Caleb, for coming on. Thank you to Josh, the producer in the Brooklyn Podcasting Studio, and we will see you guys next time.